to 90 Minute Talk with Desi Schneider. What I have on my heart for today is the fight for focus. That we now in the body of Christ are called to a singleness of focus. We're called to a singleness of gaze. And we know that that gaze and that focus is to be the Lord Jesus Christ. And that we live in the world, we're not of it, but we live in the world that we now are to represent the kingdom of God. And yet in this world, there are many distractions. Any season of life, any moment of our day, there is potential to focus on five, six, seven things, and yet we recognize at that moment we're not focusing on anything. They were totally distracted and out of focus. And what is it to be out of focus on the zoom lens of your camera? It's totally blurry. It is totally blurry. So if your life feels like one big blur, it's time to focus. It's time to zoom in, to recalibrate, and to set your gaze firmly on the Lord Jesus Christ, which we recognize the way we do that is by putting our eye gates on the Word of God, is by, again, stilling ourselves and to bring to remembrance that which we believe, on whom we have believed. And so Paul in 2 Corinthians um, chapter 4 tells us that the way to not look at those things which are seen, we're not to look at those things which are temporal, we're not to look at those shifting shadows, we're not to look at those things which in the world want to engage us, but we're to behold the things that are not seen. We're to behold the eternal matters of life. And that's why Paul writes to Timothy is to fight the good fight of faith, to follow and to pursue after righteousness, after godliness, faith, love, and patience in 1 Timothy 6, 11, and 12. And that as he's fighting for this focus to pursue after those things that are of God, which here we recognize that these are the fruits of the Spirit. And so if we're not following after Jesus, then the Holy Spirit would not manifest himself through us. And that we are to fight the good fight of faith, to lay hold on eternal life, to lay hold on the unseen reality that we now have in Christ. And so when I read fight the good fight of faith, I always think fight for my focus. I'm to fight for my focus, that I'm to be single focused. And so here in Matthew, the very words of Jesus is that, of course, in Matthew 6, we recognize that he's saying that we are actually in, in five, that we are a light set up on a hill. And the way to light the whole world, that we are now bearing the very resemblance of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. And so in, in, in Matthew 5, 13, he says that we are now the salt of the earth. And in verse 14, that we are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden and so, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And so because we are that lamp, Jesus continues in, in chapter 6, 22, that this lamp, the lamp of the body is the eye. And so that which you behold, then you're walking out. So if you're a lamp to be set up on a hill, and he's saying here that the lamp of the body is your eyes, he's really saying that the the eyes of your understanding, like Paul writes in Ephesians, be flooded with light. That the eyes of your understanding be flooded, which is the eyes of your heart. 
that your heart be illuminated solely by the Word of God. And when your eyes are flooded with light, then the Word says that your whole body is full of light. Your whole body is full of light and you are now the light of the world. Isn't that amazing? So that what you focus on, that what you put your gaze on, that what you set your heart to meditate. And Paul in, in, um, in Colossians chapter 3 says about setting our minds above. The way to set our hearts on things that are above. The way to set our, our thoughts and our expression of belief, um, our full persuasion to be solely on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is a fight for focus. And so here we see it with Martha and Mary, that Jesus goes to their house. This is Luke now, chapter 10. And if we start, um, verse 38, and now it happened as they went, that he entered, that is Jesus, a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. So here we see a good woman welcoming Jesus. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word heard his word, allowed a light, for we know his word is light, allowed a light to enter into her heart. She allowed a light to enter into her heart. But Martha was distracted. She didn't have a single focus. She was distracted with much serving, with things that can be good, things that are good. But yet, when you are of God now, there's no... Um, better, best. There's no, there's no really a grading system. There's only one way. There's only one truth. There's only the most excellent way. It's not the second line of what good might look like or, or item number three. No, no, no. It's the only thing. It's Jesus. There's only one thing in the kingdom of God. And that is Jesus, the one whom we are to behold. And as we behold him by the Spirit of the Lord, we're being transformed into the image. We're allowing the light of his word to enter and to bring forth this mighty transformation because our hearts are being illuminated. And so here, Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. So we become begrudging. We become, become judgmental towards another. When we're distracted, we're not pleasant. When we're distracted, we become full of cares that choke the word of God. They want to steal the light out of us. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you can hear his heart. Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. But one thing, the only thing, one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. She had chosen the word of God. She had chosen to still herself and to abide in the word, to hear the word of God again, which we know produces faith. She chose the very most excellent way of God, which is faith working through love. That when we behold him 
and we hear those words that proceed out of his mouth, we are hearing love. We are hearing love words. We are hearing a strengthening for our day. We are hearing divine wisdom imparted within us. We are hearing our very existence. We are hearing life. We are receiving life. We are receiving illumination how to walk out this divine life here on earth. And it is a fight of faith to sit and not be distracted by the many cares to sit at his feet, so to say, in the word, to sit at his feet in your prayer moment, to abide by him and in him, and to still yourself from all external demands and to recognize there's only one thing in my life that I tend to, and that is him himself. And from that moment of me attending to him, he now in me, he now in me attends to everything else. Now, that is the liberty, liberty that we have been given in Christ. It's called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit now is given freedom to orchestrate our lives uh, right so that we are not tossed around like Martha. We're not tossed around like Martha because we've not been given a spirit of fear. We've not been given a spirit to be distracted by the world. We've not been given a spirit of uh, weakness and intimidation. We've not been given a spirit spirit of um, total exhaustion, but we've been given a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And so that's what Timothy. Uh, that's what Paul commends Timothy. The two epistles that Paul writes to Timothy was an encouragement for a focus that is singular on the Lord Jesus Christ. Here in in Second Timothy one. Hey, he says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. You see, the power of God is granted to the one that sold out for Jesus. The power of God is the one that is walking life with a singular focus. We can't be sold out to Jesus. Like Paul says, be a bond servant to the Lord, to the master without a singularity of focus, that we solely served him alone. And really that in Jesus in Matthew talks about, when he talks about light, uh, to be singular on the light of the work, of the, of the light of the world on Jesus, that our eyes, the lamp, right after that he says, you can't serve two masters. You either serve the one and hate the other, you can't, you can't serve two masters. And so we want to serve light. We want to be of the one that is that are found in the light. In, in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters, for either he'll hate the one and love the other, or else he'll be loyal to the one, despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And so today we have a decision. It is to serve singularly the one and only true God, to serve our master, to serve the one who's given us Christ, to serve our living God who came to die on the cross to set humanity free from this total blurriness that's in the world and to be singular or focused now and to be just like Paul, in, in uh, 
2 Timothy 1.12, for this reason, I also suffer these things. You see, when you're fighting for your focus, when you're fighting the good fight of faith, you're really reckoning yourself dead to the world. Because through the cross, that distraction, that cacophony, that chaos is dead to us. And so we can say no to it. And there is a suffering. And there is persecution to the singularity of a walk. There is persecution. But we are to be like Paul, to endure these things as a good soldier. And not to be ashamed of the gospel. If we continue 12, for I know whom I have believed. I know whom I've put my full confidence on. I know by whom I'm fully persuaded. I know by, by whom I stand alone to serve. I know the one who's called me for the foundation of the world to be his own beloved one. I know in whom I believe that I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. So today, this is the encouragement. As we become singular in focus and we maintain a focus singularity on the one who has called us into this battle, really, the good fight of faith, that we know Jesus is the commander and the chief of, our, of this salvation. He's the captain of our salvation. And he has gone before us, behind the veil, and has given us a solace, a trust, a confidence, a hope to know that it's going to work out just fine. That we continue and we can abide in him and by him with the full persuasion that that which we have entrusted unto him, he's well able to take care of. And so thank you again for coming alongside of Desi Schneider here and partaking of this Dominion Talk. Thank you. Be blessed today.